Hi, everyone. Just before we get going, I want to remind you that everything we talk about and discuss should not be considered as investment advice. The purpose of what we talk about on Catherine Murray Media and Markets on YouTube, as well as Catherine Murray in conversation with on my podcast, should be viewed as informational and entertainment purposes only. Please definitely do your own research, your own homework, and definitely consult an investment professional before making any investment decisions. And also to note, some of us might hold positions in some of the stocks uh, that we discuss. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am so excited to once again be joined by Joe Rabel. He is, um, as I think so many of you know, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, tech technical analyst out there. And I say that because he and I, hi, Joe. How are you? <laughs> uh, you know, we, just to remind new viewers that um, Joe and I work together. Uh, he's based in the States, uh, talking to big institutions, hedge funds, long-only money managers about their portfolios and having Joe provide a technical analysis on their portfolios, whether it was before uh, they wanted to buy, if they wanted to sell, just to make sure that the portfolio was looking good on a technical basis. Joe, you, you're the one that should be actually talking about this, but that, that's how we really um, got to know each other. I think at least 10 years ago, more than that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. And uh, now I am uh, starting to work a little bit more with individuals and providing research to uh, in individual people. Um, and Which the they funny can sign thing up is for. you have a show that's the same name as my show, right? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I have a show called Stock Talk on uh, stockcharts.com uh, that I just started like a month ago. And un unbeknownst to either one of us, we called our shows the same thing. So uh, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Uh, so there's a ton actually to get through. And also you can send us your requests uh, via chat and I'll get them as well. And we'll bring up those charts for you. But so we've actually got a lot of stock tickers to get through. So we want to get to that. But Joe, why don't you just kind of give us the top down view of the broader indices, the TSX, Dow, S&P and NASDAQ, because we continue to hit new record highs. Um, but then there's also a question mark in terms of how much breadth there actually is. So what, what's your read these days? Yeah, I mean, I I personally, you know, we're trending to the upside, but it kind of has this feel of like a summer doldrums type of environment. I mean, it's not all that dynamic. And uh, the momentum conditions are okay, not great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically been following the S&P weekly chart and the trend is fine. It has been losing a little momentum recently. And so it, it it's it's causing a little bit of a cause, uh, you know, has a little bit of uh, room for concern in here. Uh, and the main reason is what you alluded to, which is right now we've got a lot of uh, big, big mega cap stocks that are really causing the market to move higher. And uh, a pretty significant portion of the Russell 1000, I do a review of the weekend, the Russell 1000, I do like the top 400 stocks. And of those stocks, uh, a pretty high per portion of those are not in short-term uptrends. In fact, I've only got 37% reading uh, short-term uptrends right now. Just hmm. the fact that the market's basically hitting new highs. So we've got areas like industrials and, and uh, financials and basic materials and energy starting to pull back and correct while you've got tech moving up. And it's not having any effect on the, uh, on the general indices essentially because there's so much uh, market cap in these big names. So 
Um, I think it's sort of masking a correction in those stocks. And the good news is that the long-term trends are still fine. Uh, but, you know, in the short term, we might still have, I, I, I would just prefer to see a little bit more participation as we move higher. I think if we keep moving higher like we're doing uh, without more participants, then it just sets up for a kind of a deeper sell-off when, uh, when it does pull back. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, we talked earlier today, um, and I, or maybe it was yesterday now, um, but I was curious in terms of, you know, only 37% participation in terms of pushing the market higher, what does that compare to? Uh, well, I mean, so at the start of the move back, uh, I would say like late last year, November, late November, when we kind of broke out at 3,600, uh, we had really good participation because all those groups, uh, industry sectors that I was talking about, the industrials, the financials, uh, basic materials, energy, all those areas were moving up. And tech, while it was starting to pull back, it was still, it wasn't like it was selling off. So mm -hmm. at that point, we had a really high percentage. I think when we broke out, I, I don't know the number right in front of me, right, right off the top of head, my head, but I would say it was probably like 70 to 80 percent, uh, pretty strong uh, confirmation of participate of, of stocks participating. And then as we've continued to creep higher this year, the number of stocks participating from a shorter term standpoint and, and basically kind of measuring momentum has kind of been dropping off a little bit. So, again, it's not a big picture uh, thing. It, it's uh -huh. more of a shorter, short to intermediate term concern, uh, because the, for the most part, the bigger picture uh, patterns are still OK. OK. So, you know, with that said, Joe, you know, it's interesting because um, I would say at least over. I mean, my goodness, time time frames are hard with COVID, that's for sure. Um, but I, I even think pre-COVID, um, you know, we were really looking at the importance of owning stocks versus just being a passive investor, that it's you know really a market of stocks, not necessarily a stock market. And I think what you're describing, too, perhaps indicates that even more so. So, so maybe let let's uh, let's get going on these uh, stock requests. Does that sound okay. accurate and right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, let me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen then. Okay. Because the first one up, it's uh, again. These are some of my Twitter followers. Um, Shane is asking about GSY. So hopefully we'll get that one up. GSY. Okay. So. Uh, just uh, for anyone who hasn't seen my interviews with Catherine, I, I pull up these four charts. It's four times. I've got a monthly chart in the top left, a weekly in the top right, a daily in the bottom right, and then another chart here with the relative strength uh, weekly chart. And so um, this is not meant to confuse you guys. It helps me with my analysis. This is kind of if I get a call from a client uh, who wants to talk about their holdings. Uh, this is basically the look that I have. So it just helps me to be able to quickly uh, analyze and, uh, and give you a read on what's going on. The thing that stands out to me is this go easy is, is look at how big of a move this has made on the monthly chart uh, just recently. I mean, really, I guess since the end of last year, it kind of just took off and has really jetted away from this 18MA. So I think there's some pretty good risk in this in the short, in a, in a bigger, from a bigger picture standpoint, is getting more and more stretched away. 
And, you know, I'd be on the lookout for signs that maybe the momentum is slowing. And personally, I would consider actually maybe trimming this or cutting it back, if, especially if you bought it lower and you have a pretty good profit in it. I would consider maybe taking partial profits and then being on the lookout for signs of, of sellers showing up. Right now, I don't really see a lot on the sell side. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Um, let's take another one. Um, Faith, oh, we, uh, Lane is asking out about, uh, Lane is asking about PEY. So this is in the uh, energy area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I mean, we can see when you look at this longer term pattern, we had a big long downtrend and we've turned, we've turned things around, but we've made a pretty big move in a short period of time. It was around a, a buck and a half and it's already up to, it's already reached eight. Uh, and it really hasn't been that long, really. Um, I like the overall pattern in this. I just, it scares me a little bit when I see how big of a move this has already made. Uh, we're a little bit stretched in the short term. We're running into a little bit of resistance up here around $8. I would not be surprised if we're setting up for some kind of a correction. And that really does play into uh, what's taking place in a lot of the uh, energy stocks where we've made pretty good moves. We've hit some resistance. I think we're going to consolidate a little bit more. It doesn't look like the correction or the consolidation pattern that started recently is over yet. And Mm. so I I just think we need a little bit more time to set these things up again. But overall, I think the patterns are okay. It's just, you know, they made a pretty big move in a short period of time, especially these some of these smaller guys. Hmm. Um, yeah, we've certainly been witnessing that. And I think there's a lot of Canadians here who um, have been hoping for that move, Joe. And, um, you know, the question mark, of course, especially as we think about um, some of the growth stocks lately taking off or continuing to show that leadership and that value or energy trade, maybe pulling back a little bit. Um, you know, do you take profits here or at, when you look at the technicals, do you have confidence that we're just going to, you know, maybe pull back and consolidate, but that the the longer term trend isn't over, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it depends on what your strategy was when you got in. I mean, if you but if you bought this down, I mean, anywhere three or better, I mean, you it, you know, in other words, you got a pretty good price as this this started to move higher. I feel like it'd be nuts not to take some something off the table at this point. Uh, It's it's just such a big move. It hasn't been that long. Really, we're talking about in uh, in just in the course of this year. And Mm -hmm. we are coming up into some resistance. I do think there's some pullback risk. How much pullback risk, like how violent is going to be? I mean, no one really knows that. I, I think you just have to check out where the higher risk spots are. We're getting into a little bit of a higher risk territory. Uh, where it broke down from in 2018, right here, ra- right around this eight to 10 area. So we're getting into a zone where I think it gets a little bit more difficult. Okay. And um, staying with the energy thought for one second here, Ollie has a number of stocks to cover. Uh, some of them are tech, but but he's also asking about oil and gas. So when you think then, I don't know if we should look at WTI and nat gas prices and what you're seeing there or the overall sector, I suppose. Um. Yeah. So uh, the last time I was on, we talked about this pushing up into resist. Like uh, I'm looking at the oil chart. Right. And uh, we and we had resistance up around 75 to 80 was sort of like the next target area. And we have hit that. And so um, 
I, I just think this is a good spot to watch. I, I don't know that I'd want to really push the envelope and try and be a buyer here into resistance and overbought. If it handles this well, like if we don't see a lot of selling come in, if we consolidate for the next two to four weeks and, uh, you know, the uh, oil holds the 70 area, even, you know, low 70s, whatever, and you just don't see a lot of selling come into the marketplace, then I think I would probably start looking at some of my favorite stocks. But I want to see how this reacts at resistance. And that it basically goes for you know, a lot in energy from what I've seen. I mean, I can look at Exxon. Exxon ran up into the 6570 area. There's pretty good resistance there. Um, and and it, it goes on and on and on as I look at different stocks. One that uh, I'll just yeah I'll just bring up is Hess Corp is intriguing me because this was one that really didn't break down like everything else. And now it's already broken out and taken out the highs from the last four or five years. And as this group pulls back or pauses over the course of the next two to four weeks, I'd be watching this one pretty close. I think this looks pretty intriguing. Hmm. You'd be watching it to buy because it already broke through previous highs. So it's right. Got so nice it doesn't stuff. have that resistance that a lot of these others have. It's already pushed through that. And it to me, that's a leader. And what I like to do is when a group gets murdered like these did. I like to find the one that didn't really sell off that bad, didn't break down that bad, and which is the first to turn. Uh, that's usually one that that could lead uh, when when things are all said and done. So this is a name I would just kind of keep an eye on uh, mm. from that standpoint. Okay, and just um, I, I, you know, full disclosure, personally, I own Exxon. I own a lot of the small ones too, but Exxon. Um, and I, you know, I'm not worried. It's had a nice move, but what what are you seeing there? Exxon. Yeah. Yeah, Exxon ran up into uh, resistance up around 65. So I had a target around 65 to 70. It got to right around 65. I and mean, we can see on the uh, weekly chart, I'll just show, um, it actually shows up better on the monthly, but you can see all this. This is where it really broke down from. Mm. These lows here, we've rallied back into that problem area. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going all the way back down to 50 or 40 or anything like that. But we want to watch and see how it handles this resistance. If if it ends up just forming a sideways trading range between, you know, 60, 65, or even like, you know, high 50s, something like that, it doesn't give off a lot of downside uh, selling volume or anything like that, then I think that sets the stage for higher prices here. Uh, but this is definitely a good spot uh, if you were, again, if you were brilliant and you bought this way down in the low 30s or something like this, probably not a bad idea to maybe cut some back because we don't really know how serious these sellers are. Hmm. Okay. And and I'm just trying to read up from the bottom. It The selling, there was some spikes in selling? Selling volume or no? Uh, not that bad. Okay. Not really. Not so far. I mean, for the most part, energy has been, you know, you can see that this made a peak in March and then it really has just been sideways. I mean, it did push a little bit higher, but it really has been sideways. We're not seeing a lot of selling volume associated with this consolidation pattern. So that to me is pretty healthy. They just uh -huh. look a little tired right now. Okay. Okay. Um, nice dividend too. <laughs> While One you thing wait. I should point <laughs> out is uh, Nat Gas. Mm -hmm. because this is actually moving higher. This is breaking out. I mean, this is a nice looking chart. Oh, good. Uh, th this just, you know, took out this key resistance area and look at the ADX. So this blue line is the ADX line. It's a sign of trend strength. It tells you when you're above this horizontal line at 25, 
and the green line is on top and showing strength. The green line represents the strength of the buyers. You're, you're getting confirmation that the trend is pretty strong here. So I think this is a pretty good sign, especially because we're taking out uh, some price resistance. So I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Short term, yeah, would I like to see a little pause or a pullback in the individual stocks? But it, I'd probably start looking at those. Uh, it might be an area that I'd be on the lookout for. Okay. Um, and Ollie's got some other questions here. Um, Palantir Technologies, PLTR is the ticker on the NYSC. What do we think yeah. of that stock? Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty popular name. I think this is a good company from what I understand. Uh, the thing is, is that you made this big move to the upside and then it tried to push higher and got, you know, there, there was some resistance up here in the mid to high 30s. It got up to 40 and then had a pretty harsh sell off. And you can see the volume pattern. You see how it moved higher and then the volume kind of spiked. And then we had pretty harsh selling. And then it continued lower. Now it's trying to form some kind of pattern, but I don't think it's there yet. It's looking to me like 20 seven and a half, 28 is a pretty important level. I'd like to see get through. If we can get through that, then I, I think this that sets the stage for this maybe to actually really maybe starting to trend higher. Uh, for now, maybe I, I, I guess I'd be on the lookout for just more sideways uh, consolidation with pretty good support in, uh, in the 20 area. Okay. So in other words, make sure it doesn't break 20. I wouldn't want to see it below 20 again. I mean, it, it might do that, but I'd like to see it do the same thing it did last time where by the end of the week, it came back. I mean, okay. uh, but preferably I'd like to see it stay above. Got it. Okay. Um, Ollie's also asking about Snowflake. So this was a huge IPO in the United States. Um, skyrocketed on the open, has pulled back, but now looks a little bit stronger versus the lows. Yeah. And again, we can see the same thing, big spike up. And then, you know, kind of a negative volume pattern on the weekly. But let's look at the daily chart this time. Uh, we can see this downward pattern. And then what I really like is where price came down here uh, in May and undercut this bottom and it undercut this low. And it didn't stay down there for very long. It turned on a dime and got right back up. That's a good yeah. sign. And then we've kind of gone sideways here right in the same area, between, right around the 240, 230, 240 area. And now we're getting through that to the upside. So I was kind of encouraged when I hadn't looked at this in a little while. Uh, I was pretty encouraged by what I was seeing. Same thing, the buyers are starting to show up, ADX is starting to climb. And I like this big green breakout bar on the daily chart. So hmm. I'm pretty encouraged by what I'm seeing here. Next area of resistance is probably up towards 300. Um, so I could see this sort of carrying higher for now. Okay. Um, another tech name, Bandwidth, uh, B-A-N-D in the States. So this stock on the monthly chart made a big move and is now pulled back to this 18-month moving out. I use an 18 on all the time frames. So we've pulled back to this 18-month, but we did it in sort of a violent way. You see the velocity of the decline into this. And so it's taken a little bit of time to kind of gather itself after that heart of a sell-off. And uh, the weekly chart is trying to cup around, but it's still on the early side. Uh, I think the bias is still to the upside longer term, but I, it might take a little bit more time before this uh, has worked off this correction. I don't know that it's really ready to get through right now. It's pretty harsh selling right here, uh, those two big bars. So I think if this can get back up through like 150, 155, I think that'd be a pretty encouraging sign. 
Okay. And, um, you know, another one that, or one that a lot of Canadians, I think, own in their portfolios and a lot of Canadian money managers, uh, Brookfield Asset Management. Right. And uh, this is uh, the one on the uh, Toronto. Yes. I think think that was the right one. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, this has been in a good trend. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just moving higher. I, I don't see any signs of distribution yet. Uh, the momentum conditions are good enough for this to continue to trend. The thing I think that would scare me a little bit is uh, if we look at the weekly, if you notice how the 18 and the 40 week are moving up at about the same rate, they almost look parallel at this point. What, what would scare me a little is if this pushed up so fast that it caused the 18 to move up at a faster rate than the 40, then I would then it would sort of scare me into thinking that maybe it's getting more climatic. But if it keeps kind of moving up and then pulling back to the 18 and going again, I think this is in a pretty solid trend. Hmm. What kind of volume are you seeing supporting this upward move? I mean, I I'll, I'll pull up the daily chart. And so I have the color-coded volume. And hmm. this line going across is the average volume level for the 50 days, 50-day average. So if you go back all the way to May, I mean, we're getting a lot of green bars that are above the 50-day average and not a lot of red bars. Hmm. So to me, that it's it's confirming basically what we're seeing. It's a solid trend. And I would be on the lookout for red bars. If we got, let's say this uh, spent three or four weeks where it couldn't make upside progress and we got four or five red bars that started to build up that were greater than the average, that would start to bug me. Okay. Uh, but at this point, we're not, we don't have that. Okay. What do you think about buying more shares here though? I don't really like that because it's, it's, it's already made a pretty good run. Okay. I mean, to, to me, it'd be more, you know, I, I'd be looking for maybe a little bit more of a push to maybe cut it back a little bit. Um, I mean, that's a personal thing and it really depends on whether you're a trader or a long-term investor or anything like that. But right now it, you know, your, your 18 month line is way down at 50 and the 18 week is around 59, which isn't that far away, but for this stock, it doesn't seem to get that far away from that line. So I'd probably look for some kind of a pullback if I wanted to be a buyer. Okay. So, so maybe trim even. Possibly, probably not here because again, I'm not seeing any sellers really. But okay. if we pushed higher, if this pushed a little bit higher, you know, maybe got up to you know higher 60s or something like that, and we just didn't get any volume behind it or anything, and that that would be more of a, a I think, an ideal sell point. Okay, um, Mario is um, asking about Bombardier. Uh, okay. BBD. Yeah. So another one of these. Uh, okay. This is actually aerospace and defense is what I'm showing. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Wait, and Joe, we should point out that one of the funny things that, you know, you know, you and I experienced early on in our relationship with clients is that you don't care about the fundamentals. You don't even know what sometimes these companies do. I mean, you really don't. Right. No. I mean, I got my first client when I was 25 years old, but a big, massive institution. And I was sitting in front of uh, 15 or 20 guys in a uh, conference room and they were all spitting names out at me. And I was just going on and on. And then then they said, well, what do you like? And I said, "Uh, I like this one. And they say, well, what what do they do? And I said, I actually have no idea. (laughs) And I got that account. That guy signed up that night because he said, 
you know what you know, and I don't try and act like I know what I don't. And I, so I don't need to get into the fundamentals. It's not my game. Yeah. Uh, but I do recommend people to look at it. I'm just saying that I'm doing the technical side. And yep. my clients respect the fact that I don't have a bias looking at fundamentals. Yeah, because that can creep in to the technical analysis aspect. Yeah. So look at what's taken place here. It's pretty clear. We had this kind of quiet period and then we started to trend nicely. Look at the size of this. This is a weekly chart. Look at the size of this ADX move. Big, huge move, but it's not early. Uh, I mean, you can look at this ADX line kind of like an oscillator, right? I mean, it goes from zero to 100. I mean, we're getting up there. Getting to 60 is pretty high. And we've rallied back up to this breakdown point. So I, again, I think this is a good spot. If I was a brilliant guy and I were able to buy this down low, you know, maybe this is a spot to trim it. I'm not, I like to scale out, Catherine. I don't like to just sell out of everything, especially when the momentum is good. I take momentum over resistance. So if momentum is really strong, then I'm going to give it a shot to break through resistance, but I'll probably scale out a little, you know, I'll take, a quarter of off or a third off or something like that. And then give this a chance to break through because the momentum is good. So just maybe mention um, what the ADX means to you. And when you see such strength. So, I mean, uh, I mean, to me, if I had to pick one indicator outside of just looking at price, Mm -hmm. I would pick the ADX. If, if I had to take everything else off my chart, I would use ADX. And the reason is that it's telling you how much power is behind the trend. It's true. I think to me, it's true strength. MACD is a good indicator for momentum, but ADX really lets me kind of hone in on what I think are the strongest stocks. So I've spent the last 15 years really working on it. I mean, like crazy working on ADX, uh, and I, I have, I, I have found it to be just. It, there's just so much information that it's giving, mm -hmm. and um, so when I see an ADX going above this 50 level, anytime you get above 50, you're in a power trend. So this is a power mm -hmm. trends are where, even through a correction, you hold above the 25 level, and it just kind of hovers in this overbought or strong level, a strong area. And again, when I see that, I just, it's kind of like a stock that's really in the jet stream. And uh, that's why I don't recommend, even though we're coming into a pretty good resistance area, I wouldn't recommend selling out of the whole thing because based on this momentum uh, that we've got in the ADX, it might just pull back and go again. Wow. Okay. Um, and back to energy for a second. Uh, Steve is asking about Suncor or ARX. Right. So, uh, I'm, I, I have SU. So um, okay. we've rallied up. It's similar to actually what Exxon, what I was showing in Exxon. You see how this has rallied up, made a nice double bottom at 12, and then rallied up into this pretty big resistance zone um, in the mid-20s. And the momentum signs aren't bad, just like the rest of energy. But, I mean, I don't think we're going to get into this area where people have, you know, you got to think of it from a common sense standpoint. I mean, most of the people that have been in this stock for the last five years are underwater and they're getting a pretty good opportunity. The stock has just doubled and they probably feel like this is a great chance to take some profits. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that this is going down again. It just means that this is an area where it's digesting the gains. And I think if it can hold its ground, like what I was talking about with uh, Exxon, if it can just not give back a whole lot, then I think this sets the stage for ultimately getting through this resistance in the mid-20s and maybe going up a whole nother leg. It could work its way up to the next area, which is in the mid-30s. But you know, I'd expect at least a couple months more of consolidation in the near term. And we need to evaluate the selling pressure. Right now, there really hasn't been that much. Okay. Uh, and staying with energy, um, uh, Tyler's asked about Meg Energy, MEG. This one is really intriguing me. Uh, I have uh, one of my subscribers who has asked about this a few times. And hmm. um you know, you had this big decline. So again, I'm on a monthly chart, you know, looking at this longer term picture and violent decline, big drop. And then in 2016, it just started going sideways and building a base. And then we have this pattern where we break below this key level of five, but don't, and then immediately, not immediately, but pretty quickly turn back around. And it just, I don't know, it just has the look to me like things are really turning around here. Um, in the short term, yeah, it's made a little bit of a run. Is it going to probably pull back with energy? Yeah. But I would probably mark this down if I wanted to look for a more aggressive stock in the energy area to watch over the next month, six weeks, uh, because the way this pulls back probably sets up another buying opportunity. And so at what level do we need to be watching in terms of support? And then I don't know if we would even need to look at resistance yet. Well, in a perfect world, I'd love to see this hold eight bucks. Okay. Uh, you know, if it, if it were to just consolidate uh, more by, you know, just kind of working sideways than and giving back a whole lot, um, that would be ideal. But even if it came down to seven and a half, as long as there's not a massive amount of like new selling coming in or big volume bars or anything like that, then I still think that's going to be a pretty good opportunity. Okay, so in other words, when you say a massive amount of new selling, are you basically saying just make sure that the average daily volume doesn't, uh, or, or that the, the daily volume or whatever doesn't spike too far ahead of the average daily volume? Yeah, so let's say we get a down bar and, and then we get a, a red volume bar that's like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in other words, it goes greater than normal. And then, you know, maybe we get a little rally in here and then we get another selling bar, like a definitively negative bar. And then we get another big volume bar. I mean, if if I started to see that coming in, then I would I probably wouldn't be in a huge hurry to go diving in. OK, um, OK, let's uh, shift focus here for a second here. RS is asking about, um, I think, a penny stock. Joe, and I don't know if you're, if you really, uh, I couldn't, I, I actually tried to find those. That's okay. I, I couldn't find them. And, That's okay. All right. Um, and then we've got CB asking about OVV. OVV. You have that I think one? I put in the wrong symbol. Oh, that's okay. Let's see. What do we have here? OVV um, on Toronto, I take it. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think you have it in. That's okay. Yeah, Thank it's right. Know. I've got it right here. Yeah, I've got I, it right now. Okay. Um, let me just take a look at this monthly. So it's more of a V bottom pattern. It didn't really form any kind of a base to lift off of. I mean, my, my sort of thinking is 
the longer you go sideways and form a base, the bigger it's it's almost like the foundation of a building. The the higher the building can, you know, higher higher mm. building you can build. So if you just go down like this and then turn on a dime, you don't have much of a foundation here. So you know, with that, at some point you have to kind of pay. And and I, I think you're gonna get up into this resistance which is, uh, I mean, we're getting a little bit in the 40s. Maybe it ends up working up, you know, it's possible it actually could carry a little bit higher. The thing is, that it, I, I mean, my opinion on this is a little different depending on whether you're looking to buy it or whether you're in it. If you're in it, I'd, I'd probably give it a chance to maybe work its way up into heavier resistance up closer to 50. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not in it, I don't think this is a good risk reward entry point at all. You, you've already made a pretty big run. I've already kind of shown you how it's a V bottom. And if it can work sideways from here, then I think it looks a lot more attractive. But uh, I, I don't, you know, right now it's kind of a no man's land. I'd probably hold it if I had it and look for, you know, a little bit better move up into the 50. It might carry right around 50, low 50, something like that. Okay. Um, another viewer, viewer is asking about CNK, Cinemark in the United States. Cinemark Holdings. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I guess this, this new, uh, variant is, is not mm. good for this, uh, because it's pretty clear this was playing out just like it wanted to turn up and move higher and climb into this resistance zone up like 32 or whatever. Mm. But one of the things I'll point out, uh, just for, you know, learning sake is if a stock pulls back to the 18 and it really is any moving average. And if it lays on the moving average like this, you see how it just kept it just kept sitting on it, it didn't bounce off of it. It just kind of kept walking along it. That's mm -hmm. usually a negative. It's like water building on a dam. Mm -hmm. And so that's pretty much what's happened here. And mm -hmm. uh, it, and now the kind of dam broke. And I, I think we're probably heading down to the next support area around 16. But, you know, there's been a decent amount of damage done. And I don't think there's any kind of rush to be a buyer in this now. Okay. Um, and could be some further downside. Yeah, I would say 16 is sort of the next area I'd be watching. It's just a little too violent. I mean, you can see on the daily chart that the sellers, the red DI is showing pretty strong selling strength here. Okay. Um, and then another one, a, a name here in Canada that gets a lot of attention is NFI um, on Toronto. Uh, so... I kind of like the look of this. Uh, so this is the daily. I, you know, you can see we've broken a downtrend line here. Um, ADX is starting to kick in a little bit. I mean, it's still probably a little on the early side, but there's signs of improvement. And um, the 18 month line, we were below it for you know, what, three or four years, and now we're above it, and that line is starting to cup around. So there's signs of improvement on the longer term. Um, we just hit some resistance at 30. So, you know, if this can just hang around in here and not give up a whole lot more, I would be on the lookout for the next time it got back above 30. I think that'd probably be uh, pretty bullish. Hmm. Okay. Um, but what do you do right now, though, with the stock? hold it if I'm in it. And I, I wouldn't jump in. I wouldn't just dive in. I, I really like to wait for a sign that the buyers are stepping back in. And, I, and it's not, to me, it's not a strong enough indication yet. Okay. So the 30 level is key. 
if we were to bounce around here a little bit longer, a couple more weeks, and then come come up through 30 with some pretty good volume, then I then I would think that we're actually maybe starting a whole nother up leg. Okay. Um, and then we've got Tower Guy. Again, these are Twitter followers um, who's asking about um, SBA communications, sticker there is SBAC on the NASDAQ. Yep. Um, so, you know, we came down, kind of made a V bottom, but we didn't make a V bottom from a low area. We made it from a high area. You see what I mean? Yeah. You know, like we didn't go through a major downtrend to make a V bottom and turn. We we kind of we've been going up for years and then sort of V bottom. A lot of times when I see this, where we go from a move from what is it like two thirty and go all the way up to three twenty and then try and break out. Now we we go through some kind of a consolidation correction or whatever. But it's not a negative. I mean, obviously the stock made a really nice recovery. It's just when you break out from an overbought condition. I wouldn't expect a lot of follow through. I would expect more consolidation after that. Okay. Um, would you take any profits here? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, it's it again, it doesn't really look bad. It just, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't want to buy it after the run that it's had unless okay. I got a little bit better entry. Uh, it might not be a bad idea if you wanted to trim it. Again, that, it really kind of depends on how, how long term you are, but I'm not thinking that this is the end of the run. I just think it's the short term. It's probably the end of the run. Okay. Got it. Um, we've got a couple of people, Carlos and Todd, it looks like asking on Disney. Uh, what do we see with Disney? We haven't even talked about a lot of the, well, we haven't talked about any fang names yet. What yeah. do we see in Disney? Um, I like Disney. Uh, I think, you know, it had this monster move from 120 all the way up to 200. And I think it's just digesting that. What's somewhat encouraging to me is the, the, the uh, support area is actually around 150, 155. And it didn't mm. really get back to that. Mm. It's actually holding up pretty well. Uh, I was wondering if the day like yesterday, and let's look at the daily chart now. Look at what's happened on the daily. That was a pretty good Really good day yesterday and green DI showing the strength of the buyers starting to come in place for the first time in, in a number of months. So um, we might have seen the low in this pullback. Wow. I just think it, it's sort of ending abruptly for me. I almost would have wished it would have spent a little bit more time consolidating before it tried to get going again. But I, I think the overall pattern looks good. I think if you're uh, if you if you're patient enough, I think this will I think this will be fine. Okay. We say patient enough, this will be fine. Just like meaning don't get nervous if it just kind of treads water here. You know, we got a volatile market. We got some movement going. I mean, it's, it's, I, I just, if the stock has a couple bad down days, I wouldn't get shaken out of it and sell out of it. You know, got I, mean, it. Yeah. Uh, I think that this 170, 165, 170 area is pretty key. I think if we stay above that, I'd, I'd feel okay about it. Okay. And then um, moving on here, Martin's asking about Ballard Power, which was, looks like it was down about 4.5% today. Uh, Ballard. Okay. BLDP. Yeah. So, so this is why I like to look at multiple timeframes. So I, you know, look at what's going on on the monthly chart. We made this massive move and then look at this really spiky top. Yeah. And then we came into the 18 month line. 
But one of the things I want to emphasize is that, you know, how you come into this line, you almost want to think about it like an airplane. You want it to come in pretty like a soft landing, right? This looks like it was shot down and it's just kind of falling down into the uh, moving average rather than having more of a soft landing into it. And when I see that, I'm not usually in a big hurry to be a buyer. And then if we go and look at the weekly chart, we're actually below a declining 18 week until that changes. I don't think there's any rush to, to go diving in this. Hmm. So okay. it, it could have more risk in it if it can't get above this 18 week. But personally, I think you had kind of a spike low at 16. You had a low here uh, back in August of 20, uh, right around 16. And we broke out right around 16. So to me, that's the key support level, 16, 16 and a half, mm -hmm. something like that. And, and I think, you know, that's that's probably where, uh, you know, the bigger decisions are going to be made. OK, as, as to whether or not you're going to stay in it. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, but no rush to buy in this now based on what's going okay. on. OK. OK. Good point. Um, Martin's also asking about light speed. LSPD is the ticker there. Yeah, I kind of like this one, too. Uh, so big move to the upside with strong ADX. And then we had a correction. And the ADX wasn't strong at all. In fact, the sellers couldn't even get above 25. And now we're showing strength again. Now, the ADX hasn't gotten going again. But if you notice, green DI has. It's, it's taken out these prior peaks and it's making a higher high and a higher low. I think that's an encouraging sign. Now, how this pulls back here and consolidates is everything to me. Uh, we've got a lot of um, technology stocks, especially in the software area, that have made this move how they handle this consolidation because i want to see the 18 week come up a little bit more like that and i'd love to see the price consolidate a little bit more down to it just a little bit more so that mm -hmm. these lines are a little bit closer together and i think if we do that that sets the stage for a, a great buying opportunity so I'm watching stocks just like this. I have a watch list of stocks that I probably have like 15 that have a similar pattern like this. Okay. We want to watch this closely because I think if it does things the right way over the course of, say, the next two to three weeks, then uh, we're probably getting a really good opportunity to buy before the next up leg. Okay. And I should mention as well, Joe, if, if people do, you know, get your subscription, um, you come up with ideas. Obviously, so, yeah, I, I send out two reports a week um, with ideas. And, you know, what I try and do is I try and um, save people time. So I go through like three or four thousand stocks and I come up with a list of, you know, somewhere in the area of 15 to 20. And they're and they're sorted by sector and they're sorted by uh, market cap so that you can get an, you know, Okay, these are ones that are really pre-screened by my eyeballs, mm -hmm. and they have good signs of momentum characteristics and all that. Uh, but I should say for your uh, for your uh, viewers here that it, I, I mean most of the research I do is U.S. based, just so the they're right. Actually, just we should also mention as well that you know none of this is uh, recommendations; that this is all just informative. Right. right. Okay. Just to point that out. Um, okay, uh, back to oil. Um, we've got Krager asking about Athabasca, ATH, and then also Baytex um, Energy, BTE on Toronto. Well, you know, um, 
sometimes, you know, you, you just see, you can just look at this chart. I mean, we broke out at 20 cents and we've gone to a dollar. And that's all taken place since January of this year. So um, now look at where we are. Do you see where it broke down from? We're kind of getting into this congestion zone. So this is the same thing that, you know, a lot of these energy stocks, especially these aggressive ones, they've made big moves. They're kind of into resistance. Is it a good uh, general practice to take profits after you're up this much? Absolutely. Uh, does it mean that this is going back down? No. I mean, just because you're hitting resistance, it doesn't mean that. I go with momentum and the momentum is still pretty good. But I want to see this kind of hold 80 cents. I don't want to see this go crashing down or anything like that. Uh, I'd much prefer this consolidate between 80 and a and dollar. And if it does that, then I think it sets the stage to get through all this resistance. But it's probably going to take a couple months. Hmm. OK. Um, and uh, so that that's uh, Athabasca. And then BTX was. the Yeah. Other. Yeah. Uh, BTE. So BTX. Yeah. So similar qualities. Look at the ADX. I'm, I'm just using the weekly right now to keep it simple. Um, we we hit some resistance, but we have some room till we get to $3. I think $3 is a bigger number. That probably is where, uh, you know, I, I think, it, you know, you find out just how strong this trend is because that's where you broke down from. And you notice a lot of times I bring this up where if if you look at what's taking place, Notice how it acted as support, 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 support. And then when it rallied up, it acted as resistance. That's when you know you've got a pretty important level on your hands because it's acted as both support and resistance. It's a key pivotal level to watch. Okay. And a lot of times it'll act as a magnet. So if you've acted as support and resistance a number of times, then it'll probably draw it up to that. So that'd be the target for this. Um, and, you know, same same idea. I would be looking to trim or cut it back and then evaluate how it reacts at that area uh, from that point to determine what to do. OK, um, moving on, because we've got so many questions and more coming in. Uh, and this is an hour show. Yeah, um, we're running Quentin, yeah, Quentin is asking about BNGO. Um, so. Same idea. We had a big move up and now we're correcting back, but we're not in a position yet. The 18 week is still declining. I'm, I don't know. I think if this can hold $5, this is in pretty good shape, but it's still in the midst of a correction. And so you have to give it the opportunity to kind of break down. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to guess and it hasn't turned back to the upside yet. So, you know, if this can hold $5 over the course of the next week or two and maybe start to cup around and turn around and get this 18 week to flatten out, then mm -hmm. I'd be a lot more interested in this one. Okay. Um, Jill's asking about Galaxy, GLXY. Same concept where you had a big spike move. Mm -hmm. Look at this big spike to the upside after a big run. Now, this is where I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to find stocks down here. This is the start of a trend. Look at where the ADX is just crossing up above this 25 line here. Right. Right here. And then we get a pullback. That's what I want. I want here. And I'm willing to take the next pullback, too. Mm. And once we get like this, I'm, I'm looking to be more of a seller than a buyer. Mm -hmm. Now, we've pulled in and we've pulled in again. We look like we got shot down. It didn't, it didn't orderly pull back to the 18. So it broke it. 
So now we have to see this sort of create a new level of support. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Resistance okay. is probably in the mid-20s. Uh, okay. You know, support, um, mid to high teens. I mean, it's possible, you know, 17 or something like that. But I just wouldn't be in a big rush to uh, come jumping into this. Okay. Um, if you held it right now, then what would you do? Uh Yeah, I was trying to come up with something funny. No, I, I, I don't, you know, I think at this point, I would probably see how this hangs at the 17 and a half area. I think if it broke 17 and a half, I'd feel like there's more risk down into the lower teens. And then it's also a time problem, because if you don't hold this little area, then you're extending the whole process by months. And the risk, obviously, uh, it, it goes up pretty dramatically. So I'd be watching it pretty close here in the near term. If it doesn't show signs of stabilizing, then I'd probably want to cut it back or uh, possibly exit. Okay. Okay. Um, Thomas is asking about <clears throat> CP, CP Rail. How's that one looking like? A nice Canadian industrial. This is a great example for me. I love this. Why? Uh, here's why. So... We've got a stock that has been trending upward, right? And yeah. just in the last part of this trend, as this has been trending higher, the MACD has been going lower recently. And look at what ADX did. ADX just dropped off a cliff. Wow. So I think momentum divergence is one of the most overused technical terms out there. I mean, everybody wants to say divergence, divergence, divergence. I mean, divergence, first of all, it doesn't necessarily mean reversal. It just means correction. But when I see ADX dropping down below 25 like this, when the stock's going to a new high and hitting the round number at 100, that's a great exit signal. And now that we've broken below the 18-week line, sort of convincing me that we are going through probably a, a much more um, a much more important correction phase than what we've seen in a while. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is one that I've been talking to, I was talking to clients about my institutional clients when we talk about stocks and, you know, one-on-one, you know, where this is a good area to be taking profits in something where there's no fuel in the tank. I mean, the stock's going up, but it, it, there's just not a lot of momentum behind it. Okay. And what's uh, the support? Like, what's the next uh, support level for CP? Well, the first area is, you know, probably in the mid 80s. But just based on the way things are playing out, I would I would be going and looking at the 18 month line is at 81. So that would be kind of like my my target for this next um, pullback. Uh Okay, And while we're at it, what does CN look like? CN rail? C. CNR. CNR, I guess. CN rail. Uh, C. Oh, Canadian. Okay. Yeah. Um, different. Oh. This, didn't ha- this never really had the kind of strength behind the trend. It's still in an uptrend. It's still not a really strong trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think right now it's caught in a range with support, you know, 125 and resistance up around 145. Okay. All right. Moving on. Thomas is also asking about EIF. 
Yeah, I, I think this, I don't know if this is the right one. I, I This is the only one I could figure. So I guess this is the one we're going to get. So we had a big reversal bottom when the market dropped and got killed in 2020. And it moved all the way back up. But now you've gotten, you're underneath the breakout area and you're kind of back up into this resistance zone. But I do like the way it's pausing because there's not a lot, it's not like people are getting out. It, it's uh-huh. It's... It's more of a pause and an ongoing uptrend, I think. I think this is setting the stage for another leg to the upside. Now, the thing that would bug me is if we started to see maybe some volume selling breaking this little trend like this to the downside, then I would probably want to take some profits in this at a minimum. Okay. Um, let's uh, see what Apple looks like. Billy's asking about Apple. Uh, so, you know, obviously, with what's taken place in the Fang stocks recently, which is a lot of strength, uh, this is participating from that standpoint. I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with Apple. It doesn't throw me. I mean, there are other stocks in the uh, in the big mega area that I'd have more of an interest in than this one, but it's probably going to keep carrying higher. Uh, the next target area, based on if this can really break out, I'm not convinced this is broken out yet, but if it does break out, then the next target area is around 163, 165. Okay. Um, and I want to get to Deborah. She's been listening to a number of our interviews. So thank you for that. And um, one of our um, uh, money managers had suggested a couple stocks. So we're going to get the technical take on them as well, because obviously he was talking about the fundamentals. Uh, Boyd Services, BYD on the TSX. Uh, So I'm sort of uh, encouraged by what I'm seeing here. Uh, And just so everyone knows, this is the first time I'm looking at any of these stocks. I don't look at these. These are these are all. A lot of these are stocks that, that because I look, I go through thousands of U.S. stocks. I don't look at these. So, um, but I do like. I actually want to look at the daily chart because look at what's taking place. So we had this undercut of these lows here at two ten, and it didn't last for for a couple of days, and then immediately reversed. I brought this up a couple of times. I really like that pattern. And now we've gone from a new low to a new high. And I think if we can pause and maybe hold the 230 area, that this is setting the stage to go higher here. Um, Look at the ADX starting to kick in on the daily. Uh, The weekly is low, and that's okay. It's a good combination of strong ADX on the lower time frame and low ADX on the higher time frame. And uh, so, you know, we're getting into an area that's kind of important up here, 240 or whatever. But I I don't know, just based on what I'm seeing in the shorter term time frames, I'm I'm of the opinion that this wants to start uh, moving higher. Sooner okay. rather than later. Okay. Um, let's take a look at Cargo Jet as well, CJT. So this one is in a uh, long-term uptrend, pulling back to key support on the monthly chart. Look at that 18-month line. We're pulling right back to this line, and we're holding it right now. But what we don't have is any kind of a buy signal on the weekly. We've been correcting down, and what I want to see this do is, you know, it's kind of working sideways here. I want to see this sort of turn up and prove that it's it's sort of breaking out of this consolidation phase and cupping around and turning up. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the uh, ADX here. Uh, ADX is pretty low. So the selling pressure wasn't that strong. That's actually a positive. But I don't like the MACD overrunning the zero line. Here's the zero line. You overran the zero line. I think this is going to take a little bit of time to really turn things around. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be patient here, and I think we'll get another buying opportunity. 
Okay. Um, and then the Descartes group, DSG, DSG on the TSX. So this one's already broken out. We had a pretty nice pullback where the MACD got down to the zero line and then turned on a dime and we've broken out. So now I think I'd want to look for, you know, maybe in the short term, maybe any kind of a little pullback towards that uh, breakout area, which is in the low 30s. It's not that far away. Uh, so it's more of a continuation signal. Uh, mm -hmm. I do want to look at this real quick. Uh, look yeah. at how long this has been going up. Mm-hmm. So this turned around and started going up in 2010, and it's been above a rising 18 month pretty much the whole way for all that time. This is not an early buy signal. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a continuation signal and an ongoing trend. So I, I think you have to be a little bit more trading oriented, like buying this long term back up into this big resistance area from a longer term standpoint, I don't think is a, is a good call. But if you wanted to play this for a trade up to like a hundred or something like that, that might, might be a little bit, uh, that might work out a little bit better. Okay. And I should mention it was Tyler Hewlett who came up with those ideas, Boyd services group, cargo jet, as well as Descartes system in case anybody wants to check out his, um, his fundamental analysis. Cause he had a couple other ideas as well. Um, Joe, we only have a couple moments left. There is a question on boardwalk rate that came in. BEI is the ticker there. But I also want to get from you. I was curious about Twitter. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got a lot of stocks, but you and I can talk later. But um, but also, you know, perhaps more importantly, what, what's the highest conviction idea you have right now? Highest conviction? Uh, or one of the highest. Yeah, I'll bring up one that looks intriguing. Uh, so this is Henry Schein. Mm. medical dis distributor what's missing here is the group like i'd like to see the sector start showing a little bit more strength but look at this monthly chart we've been going sideways since 2016 and now we've taken out that high mm. now we pulled back from 80 but if we if we look at what's taking place on the weekly um starting to see buyers show up again this green di kind of kicking in and we're breaking out now we've pulled back to the 18 week and you've got the 18 and the 40 rising underneath so you know i i, I want to see this kind of break this little mini downtrend that's in place right now if we got that that, that would be i don't know that's probably one of the better looking charts out there what's the level to watch then in terms of a buying opportunity probably around 77 and a half, 78, 78 and a half. But more important to me is I want to see a good bar, like a good daily bar, a good closing bar, maybe some price expansion and volume expansion to confirm that they really want to get this going again, because you're early. I mean, I know it doesn't feel like it because you're at a 52 week high, but mm. you're starting a trend. If this mm -hmm. is going to get going again, it's just the start of one. When you say you want to see a, a bar, do you mean like you want to see a strong volume day? Uh, yeah, volume day would be good, but um, like even a big green bar, you see like these, these big green bars like that. Yeah. I'd love to see that breaking through here. That's a nice confirmation that everybody's on the same page or even a big bar like that. that that's even, that's huge. But, huh. you know, something this size coming up through key levels, resistance levels, it's a great thing to look for at breakout points. Mm -hmm. um, and especially if you've got the volume green volume bar exceeding the 50 day average when you're doing it, that's really good confirmation of a good breakout. Okay. And just lastly, Joe, what do you think about Twitter? TWTR. Yeah. Um, I think it looks pretty good. It, you know, 
it it looked like it was real. Once it broke through 50, it had really a kind of a, uh, a powerful move. And then it gave back a little too much. So I think it's created a little bit of a range with resistance here and support here. So between 50 and 80, I wouldn't be surprised if this channeled a little bit. Hmm. But ultimately, getting back up through like this low 70 area is probably going to be pretty bullish for this. I just okay. don't think it's going to do it on the first attempt. Okay. All right. Um, and, and the level to watch, though, in terms of adding to the position is, what did you say, 50? Um, I mean, if you wanted to be aggressive, you could look at, you know, down towards like low 60, something like that, uh, on a pullback to the 18-week line. Okay. Okay, great. Um, we have hit an hour. <laughs> Hard to believe. That went very, very fast. Um, Joe, well, first, thanks, everybody, for sending in the questions. Um, it's amazing to, to have your interest, so thank you. And, um, and Joe, thanks for doing Stock Talk Live. I enjoyed it. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, thanks for the great insight that you share for our viewers. Thanks so much. And we'll, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Kathy. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon.